This is Angela Benoit, host of the Continuing Education series, a podcast we produce as a benefit for the members of the French Language Division and those interested in becoming members. This series strives to offer educational content about the craft of French to English and English to French translation and about our division. Before we get started today, I would like to say a special thank you to a company called Sennheiser and to Andrew Murchie in particular. Andrew works on social media at Sennheiser, and he found out about our little podcast. He gifted us with a very cool podcasting microphone called the Clipnik. It offers vast improvements in terms of sound quality compared to what we were using before. So Andrew, thank you again for this generous gift. We are so excited. I will post more information about the microphone and about Sennheiser in the blog post that is going to accompany this, um, this episode's um, recording for the listeners who are interested. Time to welcome our guest. Joining me today is French to English translator Miranda Joubiou. Miranda specializes in architecture and construction, the nautical industry, and the food industry. She also runs a Facebook group called Pet Peeves et Bête Noire des Traducteurs Anglais Français. Welcome, Miranda. Hello, Angela. I'm delighted to be here to talk about our Facebook group. I'm sure many of its members will agree that it is an invaluable resource for translators working in English and French, a place you go back to time and time again. Absolutely. So for our listeners who have never heard of the Pet Peeves Group, what, it is about, what is it about? Well, it's a searchable Facebook group in which we discuss tricky words and phrases that come up regularly in our translations and that we are tempted to refer to as pet peeves. Mm -hmm. The aim of the group is to provide a go-to place where we can learn how to improve our translation skills together. That sounds great. So let's dig right in. Uh, the first pet peeve that we selected today is accueillir. Now, Miranda, what can we say about this common but oh-so-tricky verb to translate? You need to think laterally with accueillir and accueil. Sticking to the dictionary entries doesn't always work. Some mm -hmm. of the stock words you can use for accueillir are accommodate, host, Cater to or for, depending on whether you're American or British, is open mm -hmm. to, house, greet. Quite often, though, you need to step back and look at the overall meaning. For example, construit en 1923, l'aéroport accueille pendant la Seconde Guerre mondiale un camp de prisonniers. In this example, it's all about the location of the prison camp. You could say a prison camp was located in the airport. Mm -hmm. Another example. La région touchée par le séisme accueillait près de 50% de la population du pays. In this example, we can say Almost half of the country's population lived in the area affected by the earthquake. We also often have trouble translating accueil, which can often seem very abstract to the English speaker. 
for example, lieu d'accueil. In English, we need to know the function of the place. One example we had was lieu d'accueil pour réfugiés, where it wasn't clear whether it was a reception area or something else. It turned out to be a waiting room. Lots of examples are discussed in the group. And in that last example, did you need to ask the client more information about this lieu d'accueil in order to find the right translation? Of course. Um, in instances like these, you have to know more about the context. Mm -hmm. Now, something that strikes me here, um, in the opposite direction, which would be English to French, accueillir is sometimes used as what I like to refer to as un passe-partout. It's a solution to translate nebulous English into colloquial French. Um, I guess in French we, we like accueillir very much, um, and it's, um, it's a little bit of a get-out-of-jail-free card. Okay. Um, <laughs> on to... <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> um, oh, my goodness. I just dropped my mic. I'm sorry for that noise if it came through. And if it didn't, I'm just going to clip it back on here so that we can keep talking about our pet peeves. And the next one, which is... There, let's hope that that works. The, hope, the next one is acteur. Now, this is a word that most French-to-English translators have encountered. What would you say about it, Miranda? Acteur is another word that can prove difficult. The standard translations are stakeholder and player, and only very occasionally actor. But if used wrongly, they can smack of translatorese. Mm. Often it just means the person involved. Occasionally it can even be left out altogether. An example, nous sommes des acteurs éco-responsables. This really means we are environment friendly, environmentally friendly. Mm -hmm. A couple of interesting ideas came up in the group for the phrase. Étude de la vie politique et de ses acteurs politiques privilégiés. These were insiders and movers and shakers and top brass, top or leading or senior politicians. Interesting thoughts for that one. Absolutely. Devenir un acteur de référence could be translated as set the standard. Sometimes you need to consider who the actors actually are and name them or their role. Other ideas that came up were advocate and proponent. Now I confess that I have never thought of acteur privilégié to translate top brass, but I like that idea. I might just use it next time. <laughs> um, now let's move on to our friend, and this is another one, um, Saint-Cridant. Oh, this is really a pet peeve of all English translators. <laughs> it's always a tricky one. It was first brought up by Dominique Jonqueuse, who co-administers the group with me. He used it to translate, also, this acquisition aligns with our core business strategy. It really requires lateral thinking. An example, unique, Le salon lounge intégré au hard top inscrit le bateau dans l'univers des yachts de luxe. Oh, 
I know. Okay. <laughs> uh, <laughs> in this case, it's the hallmark of a true luxury yacht. An interesting that way is, of translating it. It is very elegant, and it takes up about it, half of the space of the match. Absolutely. Um, another one. S'inscrive fondamentalement dans. In this example, we could use our core components of. Uh-huh. Other ideas that came up in the group were, and the list is long, reflects, will be incorporated into, is consistent with, is representative of, forms part of, ties in with, dovetails with, fall into, fall under, chimes with, comes on the back of, situate. And there are more that they are being added to the the, um, the theme, as it were, every mm-hmm. single day. They all the context is key, and it's one of those case-by-case phrases. And I would also add that these, these lists that we're developing on the Facebook group, they also help us add diversity and variety to our text, because I can imagine French content authors writing several times, and we don't necessarily want to use the same translation every time to avoid sounding completely boring. Absolutely. All right, we've got Sanskrit has what we can consider a first cousin or maybe a brother or sister. Dans le cadre de, what do we think about this one? Ah, dans le cadre de is another one that is a bit sticky. Um, It's often used as a connector. Instead of using the standard within the framework of and within the context of, which work in more formal situations, we really should be looking to make our translations more natural. I -hmm. see this as a sign of what I call French officialese. But I don't always require. But it doesn't always require the same register in English. Now, fun fact: um, when English to French translators feel the need to make something sound more official than the source, dans le cadre de is a go-to. It is one of those little solutions that is going to help us sound a little bit more formal, maybe a little bit more stiff. But stiff is not necessarily the right way to put it just a little bit more official than the English. So it's a question of register and it's a marker. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Okay, well anyway, it can also be translated as in accordance with, in keeping with, as part of, under. It is worth considering whether it should be translated at all. An example, notre suivi client commence actuellement dans la plupart des cas au moment de la livraison du produit dans le cadre du programme de satisfaction client de, et on a le nom de l'entreprise. Mm-hmm. Most of our customer follow-up begins with the customer satisfaction program when we deliver a boat. Mm-hmm. Again, this is, this is much shorter. Yes. Yes. Uh, and clearer. Another example. Oh. Yep. 
Another example. Une pâtée journalière est incluse dans le cadre du forfait. This is about a pet. So, it's daily food for your pet is included in your hotel rate. Mm -hmm. Very often you can use a connector like with or when or during and even at. Dans le cadre d'une réservation, when booking. And we'll note on the last one here that the French noun became an English verb, which is very often the case um, in, yes. in translation in both directions, really. Yes, we see that in, I think, the next example. Um, often you can, you can change between verb and, and, uh, verb mm -hmm. and, uh, and nominal phrases. Absolutely. And the next example is découverte and découvrir. Well, découverte and découvrir are, well, we'll start with découverte. It's often translated as discovery, but it's always worth asking yourself is a better way to translate this word. Other, other translations that can be used for découvrir are explore, learn, see, get to know, find, introduce, enjoy, and probably more. Mm -hmm. An example. Une nouvelle phase de travail a commencé dès la mise à l'eau. Une phase de découverte, de compréhension, de développement et d'optimisation. I would translate this as, we started a new work phase when the boat was launched. This involved understanding and familiarizing ourselves with her workings, as well as development and optimization. Very nice. Here's a reflexive example where the sentence needs to be taken as a whole. La réunion a également permis aux participants de se rencontrer, voire de se découvrir. Here we could put The meeting was also a chance for delegates to meet their peers and in some cases for the first time. You also find combinations such as sentier de découverte. This can be a scenic path, hiker's path or trail. Stage de découverte, a learner's course. A découvrir can mean try out or taste. Faire découvrir can mean introduce. As I said earlier, it's worth noting that changing a noun structure to a verbal structure and vice versa mm -hmm. can sometimes help. And something that just came to mind right now, um, I've used à découvrir when I felt the need to avoid the imperative form Um, content writers in English would often write, try this out with your friends. And in French, sometimes we don't necessarily want to be shouting orders to our audiences all the time. So we might go something like, à découvrir entre amis. Ah, now that's okay. fascinating because often in English, we will want to uh, replace this kind of structure with an imperative. <laughs> <laughs> nice. 
great to see these, uh, to take a look at these things from uh, from both sides. Um, it's um, yeah, it's different perspectives. You translating into English uh, and into French. There we have similar pet peeves, um, but the challenges aren't um, often the same. Um, we, oh my goodness, I got lost in my notes here. Um, <laughs> yes, in French we also have to think laterally. Is what I was trying to say uh, because we don't always want to sound repetitive with with um, We don't want to keep throughout a text. Um, kind of hammering with that word. So we would also use explorer, apprendre à connaître, which are similar to the challenges and solutions you've, uh, you've mentioned. So it's a little bit like going full circle. Well, we have indeed. Um, just a, a wee point on that last note is that in English we can allow ourselves to repeat things a little more often than in French. So that's an interesting remark. That is also very true, very true. And um, yeah, we have different things that we need to keep in mind, although we have challenges in, in similar places. Very true. Well, Miranda, looks like thank you again. <laughs> it sounds like it. <laughs> thank you for joining me today and for sharing uh, these insights. These pet peeves are tricky, and um, they always require a good think. They help us bring to light uh, the difficulty of skilled translation. It's been lovely talking to you, Angela, and I would encourage anyone in discussing regularly tricky words and phrases to come and join us on Facebook. We have a friendly, helpful group where we do our best to find ways to translate these translation banana skins. We are lucky to have feedback from some seasoned translators working in both English and French, and I would really like to thank them for all their contributions, some of which I've used in this podcast. They make this group what it is, an enjoyable place to go when you're struggling to find a way of dealing with a tricky word or phrase. I would like to thank you, Angela, for inviting me to record this podcast. It's always a, a joy to discuss ways of improving our skills as translators. Definitely. Thanks again, Miranda. For our listeners who are not yet members of the Pet Peeves Facebook group, uh, you should join uh, we will post a link to the group on the FLG website. And in the post that announces this podcast, we'll also have it uh, ready for you on social media so you can uh, click to join and uh, discuss, discuss some pet peeves with Miranda and um, with everybody else. So this concludes our episode for today. Uh, this podcast is produced by the French Language Division of the American Translators Association. Our current administrator is Yves Boudou. Our current assistant administrator is Jen Mercer. You can subscribe to the Continuing Education Series podcast on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash ATA forward slash ATA-FLD or on iTunes by searching for the words Continuing Education Series in the iTunes store. You may contact the FLD at divisionflb at atanet.org you can visit our website at www.ata-divisions.org forward slash FLD, or you can get in touch with us on social media. This is Angela Benoit signing off. Thank you for listening. A bientôt.